everybody, and welcome to another episode of Natter the Zillennial Podcast. I am your host, Natalie Parent, and I am joined today by another person who has actually known me since high school, <laughs> Veda. How's it going, Veda? It's going well. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, by the way, everybody, Veda is currently on a mobile device in a passenger seat of someone's car. So if there's glitchy stuff happening, that is why. Um, <laughs> all right. Why don't you uh, tell us a bit about yourself and what we'll be talking about today? Okay. Well, you know what? I actually don't have a specific topic to talk about. Um, when you asked me to do this and you said, talk about something you're passionate about. I'm like, I don't know what to talk about for an hour. I don't know how to talk about myself for an hour. Um, but I guess I'll just start by kind of like introducing myself. Uh, I am currently a film student in Saskatoon. Um, I am a non-binary person. I'm Métis. I have two cats. Their names are Sergeant Pepper and Major Riot. Um, <laughs> I, I, I do a lot of different things. I have a lot of different stories, but I don't know what, what people might want to hear from me. Well, let's start with film school because that's always a cool thing. And um, I haven't been there, so I'd like to learn more about <laughs> it. How did uh, how did your love of film start? When did you decide that's the direction you want to take? Um, well, I remember in high school, uh, we were given a history project. Nat, I think we were in this history class together. Um, and we were told to just basically do a history project on anything Saskatchewan. And so I decided to do uh, ghost towns. And me and a couple friends from high school just went out for a couple days and toured around the ghost towns in Saskatchewan. Um, and I think that's what started my love of film because pictures just didn't capture everything that I wanted them to. And so I started taking videos of it. Um, and it was just kind of a hobby at first. But later on, I joined up with Gabby and you know Gabby. Um, she mm -hmm. is the director and uh, co-founder of Pretty and Punk. And I started doing some videos for our showcases there and decided that I kind of just wanted to go further and harness my skills within videography, filmmaking. And I have, I guess, um, fallen in love again with film, just learning about it. It's very cool. It's a very diverse medium. You have to have so many different skill sets and learn so many things you don't have to, I guess, to make a good film, but it certainly is helpful. Eh? It really is. You know, I've learned so much that I didn't even know existed before I went to film school, but I'm very grateful for the opportunity. Which uh, institution are you studying with? I'm currently studying at the Recording Arts Institute of Saskatoon. Uh, it's a great school. It's very small class sizes, so you get to make a lot of friends and you don't feel like you kind of just get lost in the crowd. Um, and everything is very personal, like you you get feedback and reassurance and support from everybody at the Institute, which I think is amazing. It's incredibly important to have when you're studying. I know that, especially in a creative field, it's really easy to be vulnerable. Yeah. And... <laughs> be a little bit left wide open to whatever energies come at you. So having that that really safe space and having good classmates and everything makes such a difference for you as just a person. Oh, 100%. Being, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, on top of being a student. <laughs> um, and yeah, also people that understand mental health. That's a big one. Yeah. Yeah. Because filmmakers, they, they work with such a diverse 
group of people. It's just, you work with different kinds of people, different cultures, different skill sets. You have to be so, like I said, vulnerable, but also understanding of other people, I guess, and other cultures, especially here in Canada. Yeah, 100%. Is that incorporated into what you guys learn? Um, Yeah, it definitely is. And I guess it's different for everybody. But um, for me, because I am in, uh, because I am an Indigenous person and because I'm a non-binary person, I try to uh, keep that representation for anything that I make within film. Um, As well as, you know, it's not, it's very, my stuff is not very surface deep. Like I, I like to make things that mean something. And I think that uh, if you have a strong enough voice, you're able to make things that create that representation within the industry. Which is so important now. Oh, 100%. Yeah. So I come from the music background, which is obviously like you are a drummer, you are a guitarist, you can do more than one. But for any one project, you tend to just be one solo thing. Yeah. But I know for film, especially independent filmmaking, that isn't the case. So how do they teach that <laughs> well <laughs> at all <laughs> in school i mean uh at the recording arts institute they teach like all of like they basically give you these projects where you are doing every single role and that's not necessarily what you do in in real life um independent filmmaking you do usually take on multiple roles uh within the production of a film um And while I do really enjoy creating, like, very beautiful composition, uh, like, beautiful shots, while I enjoy taking those shots, I I honestly, and this is going to seem really weird, I honestly enjoy the organizational aspect of it the most. I like doing the production stuff, like scheduling and location scouting, and I like filing things and making sure everything's, (laughs) like, organized and neat. (laughs) Which is such a weird thing for a filmmaker to say. You must have, you must be the dream person to have on any (laughs) set. Oh, probably. I mean, I make sure everything's in order. So every, everyone has a convenient life when I'm around. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of projects have you worked on? Um, During school, we have worked on, we've done quite a few different projects, but the main projects that we've done are, um, we did a music video for a local band here and uh, basically how that worked. It was uh, competition style. So everybody in the class got to create their own um, like proposal for the band and the band picks the best proposal. And then we shoot that proposal. We go through the whole production process of this proposal. And then uh, we all create our own separate edits with all of the files that we have afterwards. Um, mm whether that, you know, uh, we had so many different um, ideas, but the one idea that we did work on, we were able to create the narrative just by taking a camera out to a park kind of thing, right? Um, And so, yeah, we all make our own separate edits after that, and the band picks their favorite edit. Um, And I, you know what, I am very proud but humble to say that the band liked (laughs) my edit the most. Yay! Uh, yay! <laughs> so, um, so I'm still working on that edit for the band, and hopefully they'll be able to release it sometime soon when I have a little bit more free time. Um, but as well, we did a documentary-style project, so we basically just get paired up with uh, someone else from the class, and we do a documentary about them. Um, and then 
right now we're working on our final film. So our final film was kind of in the production process the whole time we've been in school. Like we were writing our own scripts, um, making sure that all of our treatments and synopsis and log line and everything was together and we do the scheduling um, and then we shoot the film. And so you end up being kind of everybody when you shoot your final film. You are mm -hmm. the director, you are the producer, you are the editor, you are everything. Uh, so right now, yeah, we're all in the editing process of our final films. Oh my gosh, that is so cool. And also congratulations. Yeah. That's awesome to have your own. <laughs> yeah, You're a winner. Woo. <laughs> I just got to brag a bit. <laughs> yeah, of course. It's super cool. And it's just really interesting because I know you as such a musical person. And then you told me one day, yeah, I'm getting into films. Like, oh my God, no way. Like, <laughs> Yeah, you know what? Music's still a big part of my life. Um, but I think that I'm going to be able to make a good career out of film for myself. So that's exciting. That is so exciting to hear. Congratulations. Yeah. Thanks. All right. I want to pivot because I feel like we've gotten to know you pretty well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and June coming up is Pride Month. It is. It is. What does that mean to you? Well, I think that I mentioned this a little bit earlier on, but I am a non-binary person. I go by, um, you know, honestly, I go by all pronouns at this point, but I do prefer they, them pronouns. Um, I am also bisexual. And so June, Pride Month, means a lot to me as in we we finally get our representation. You know, we're able to show how proud we are to be the people we are, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I think... June ends up being kind of an emotional month as well. Um, just, I mean, you know how crazy it was for people that were part of the LGBTQ plus community uh, in years yeah. in the past, right? So it's it's great to be able to be able to celebrate it openly for people who didn't necessarily get to uh, in the yeah, past. Yeah, for any listeners who don't know, the first Pride celebration was actually a riot. It did not start with mm -hmm. um, happy peace and and rainbows and, you know, RBC giving out free flags. You know, it didn't start that way. So No, it did not. <laughs> we have come a very, very long way in properly representing our community and being allowed to do so. And yeah, we're very excited in our household too. Yeah. We're going to get our our pride flag out i don't know if we're gonna get a bi pride flag or just a generic the generic rainbow but we'll see we'll get something you know what there is a flag that encompasses them all <laughs> i should send you that link i think to i one saw after. it it's the one with the little the little pointy triangle on the left side yeah maybe i'll yes, get my hands yeah. on one of those you're right yeah they're pretty they're pretty flags <laughs> they <laughs> so I don't know how personally you want to get with this conversation, but I was wondering if you would maybe want to talk about your personal discovery of what being a non-binary person means. Okay, well, I guess, um, you know, I don't know how I really discovered I was non-binary. Um, I started going by VEDA uh, two years ago. I was in a, a point in my life where I just didn't really identify with the, the person that I was before, mm -hmm. I guess. Um, and I felt, well, I'll change my name. I, I 
felt like I, uh, I felt better when people referred to me as Veda. Um, I didn't get this disgusting pit in my stomach. It, it just felt more easy for me to be Veda. Um, and I guess as time went on, it wasn't so much just changing my name. It was that I don't, well, I have the female experience. I, I don't necessarily always feel female. Um, I am like a very femme non-binary person, but there are days where I don't want to feel fem feminine. I want to mm -hmm. feel masculine. And I think it's important to note that fe uh, femininity and masculinity don't directly correlate to a gender. You can be feminine and be male. You can be masculine and be female. Absolutely. Um, but gender is a social construct. And I think that's where that's where I decided I, I'm yeah. done with it. I am done having these labels put on me just because I am uh, female at birth. Um, I, I really just wanted to step outside of those guidelines that are set out by society. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, honestly, hearing the hearing someone refer to me as Veda and people refer to me with they them pronouns, I get so much euphoria. And that's not for everybody. But I guess speaking about it, I want people to know that, you know, if you feel that way, if you don't necessarily feel completely feminine or completely masculine, if you feel that you encompass, encompass it all, I guess, if you feel that you encompass it all, then that is mm -hmm. valid. Uh, you are valid. Yeah. And simple things like, well, we say simple, but it can be difficult for the people in our lives to accept name changes and stuff but um yes 100 it is small things like um name changes or pronoun changes that can really make people feel valid and make them feel seen and heard and accepted as who they are and i also imagine that when um I, you can tell me if i'm completely wrong in saying this but when you change your name suddenly the <laughs> expectations of who you were before um, aren't really there before. Maybe what people expected of you before aren't there because you're no longer presenting as the same person. Is that correct? Yeah, actually, that that was my experience for um, a majority of the people that I had around me at the time that I changed my name. Um, I had mentioned Gabby a little earlier, but Gabby was such a big uh, like supporter through the whole process. I think she only slipped up and said my dead name like once, and then she never said it again. I've always been yeah. beta to her uh, from the point that I told her. And I, I'm so grateful to her because she saw the growth in me throughout this process, yeah. even when I couldn't see it myself. Um, but you know, for all the good times, there are bad times as well. Like I, I did lose some friends um, because lots of people don't understand that feeling. And I, I think it's not necessarily about understanding because, you know, if you feel, even if you don't understand, I think that it's important to respect someone's identity. Yeah. Um, and you know what? No ill feelings to the people that I did lose along the way, but I, I'm happier now with who I am. Um, I feel more at peace. I don't feel the expectations like you had mentioned before. I don't feel those expectations to be the person I was before. I feel like I was always just putting on a mask and 
and yeah, I'm, I'm free of that now. So yeah, I wish those people the best, but <laughs> that is so lovely. Good for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good for you. Absolutely. <laughs> Let's dive into terminology a bit because I do. Yeah. This is the first time that we, I have had any kind of LGBTQ plus conversation on the podcast. So I don't know if all of my listeners are aware of certain things. So let's go into dead name. What is that? Okay. Dead name. It is, you know, the name that you don't identify uh, with anymore. The name that you had, uh, you were given at birth, I guess it can be for lots of people, it's still their legal name, right? For me, my dead name is still my legal name, which is unfortunate. It's it's difficult because I'm always dead naming myself, you know, when I go to mm-hmm. work or if I have to sign legal documents and whatnot. But um, it is that name that we don't use for people who have changed their name, for people who are finding their more uh, true selves. For sure. And how about uh, mm-hmm. the term femme? Femme. So femme, I guess it, it's that... Uh, yeah, directly relates to femininity, being feminine. Um, for me, I have, you know, soft features. I was born a female, so I have that feminine qualities about me. Um, and so I do identify as like a femme non-binary person. Right. I had one other word in mind, but I cannot remember it right now. So we'll just move on from there. <laughs> Okay, I would want to I want to ask you now personally again for your own personal experience how did you choose your new name was there a lot of pressure on yourself to get something right um I I'm gonna go back to Gabby again because Gabby was here for the whole process um I one day I actually met uh I I started meeting people that had the non-binary identities and I, like three years ago, I just didn't understand it. I couldn't wrap my head around it. And when I started meeting people that I related to so much that were non-binary, I I learned from mm-hmm. them and I decided maybe this is a way, like maybe it's, maybe this is what I relate to finally. And so I sat down with Gabby one day and I was like, hey, uh, I'm going to change my name. Can you help me oh, find that's one? So sweet. Um, <laughs> so we, we kind of came up with a list. We like researched for a while. Um, and I have, I still have the list, you know, I have my emails from before, uh, and they're all connected to iCloud. So I have my notes from that yeah. email from before and I have like a list of like 10 names and I kept on kind of like you know putting an x beside them if I don't like them or whatever but Veda is a name that I have always loved uh I got the name from a movie called My Girl and I don't know I I am a film lover so it might not be a very popular movie to a lot of people but Veda uh is a character in the movie My Girl who she she's just like this this very strong-willed, kind of goofy, um, stubborn, but, you know, resilient person in this film. And I always related to that. I always thought that she was such a relatable and lovable character. And I decided that I I was Veda, that I was this, uh, also, I was also this goofy, strong-willed, resilient person. And I 
I could, uh, yeah, I don't know. I could try to represent that more. I, I also think Beta is such a cool name. Like, it people is. call me Darth Beta. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I sometimes don't, <laughs> but <laughs> I get it so much nowadays. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh my gosh. And I love how you just magically bridged the gap between film and and our LGBTQ <laughs> conversation. Look at us. We're sorry to I doing know. <laughs> how did we get here? <laughs> so how does uh, self-expression uh, fit into your life? Because definitely you're, you've become a, the person that you now want to be or are in the process of becoming that person. And you're in film school and music has always been a big part of your life. You've always been so expressive. Um, yeah. How do you look at that? You know what? That's like, that's such a, that's such a big question, Natalie. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> no worries. Um, you know what? Even during high school, like I was not, I I was not like, uh, how do I explain this? Like, Nat, you knew me during high school and I guess I, you know, I didn't dress in any clothes that were out of the ordinary. I didn't do things that were out of the ordinary. And I mean, yeah, we were in in musicals mm -hmm. <laughs> so I guess that's a little bit out of the ordinary um and it foreshadowed a little bit to our lives now but that's besides the <laughs> point <laughs> um I I was still like a, a very different person like mm -hmm. I didn't while I was friends with you in the musicals I was also friends with people in choir I was friends with people in band I was friends with people who did sports I was friends with people from other schools and I never really fit into any of those groups and I didn't uh like know myself I guess um and now like I I wake up in the morning and I'm like you know what today I think this color looks good with this color and I put it on and it's not for anybody but me mm -hmm. I make sure that uh when I express myself it's not so that I can impress anybody else it's so that I feel good with what I'm wearing and I feel good with you know if I'm wearing makeup that day I feel good with how my makeup looks or I feel good with my bare face um or you know even just the way that my house looks like my apartment is decorated weird I love but it. it works yeah <laughs> and um yeah I I guess self-expression to me is really just about making sure that you're doing everything for yourself and that's the most important thing you can't worry about what other people are thinking about you because you're going to drive yourself insane yeah which I I love too because it's just a radically anti-capitalist frame of mind <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's me yeah, same too. Fuck Apple. I mean, I, I love my <laughs> Mac. Apple. I don't know how much I can actually say that. but <laughs> You know what? It's industry standard and that's my excuse for that. I, it is. I got I got my Mac for school. So yeah, I'm going to yeah. go with that. Yeah. If it counts at all. When they don't give you very many options, yeah. you have to pick the option that benefits you the most, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are some real moments of joy that have come from this new time in your life um moving forward with a new career uh having a really good solid friend and gabby all of that stuff well we're <laughs> plugging her a lot Gabby also did all of the encore graphic stuff that i talked about the very beginning of this podcast guys so like 
we've we've heard from her before um anyway Gabby <laughs> is amazing yes she is <laughs> yeah. this is not a podcast about me it's about Gabby yeah <laughs> but yeah let's talk about some of the joy because we always talk about the challenges that people um LGBTQ plus people face so what about some of the joy what has uh come out of this oh uh, wow um you are asking the hard-hitting questions Nat um you know what the joy <laughs> I have made so many friends like being able to open my mind and become my true self I have made friends that I will have for life I am so so grateful for my friends um I guess uh me being an advocate um has helped, you know, other people in my life be able to also uh, know their true self and be able to come out as their true self. And I, I think being the support system and having the support system is the best joy that I can tell you about. And mm -hmm. I know that's such a general thing to comment on, but it's, it's amazing to know that everybody in your life loves you, you know? Absolutely. I totally agree with that. Yeah, it's like my boyfriend's trying to get the vehicle to stop beeping. I don't know if you can hear that. I did. Background. It's good. <laughs> he keeps on like turning on the wipers and turning on the buttons. And he's just getting out and walking away now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was just going to say it's like a reclamation. Like I think it's so cool for people that were like previously oppressed to be able to reclaim words like gay you know I remember being in elementary school and like hearing people uh say that thing from that movie ha gay for like yeah. you know to reference something that's stupid yeah or like lesser than and I think it's so cool when people that are part of the community are able to just reclaim the word and like self-deprecate, but in a healthy yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. We can self-deprecate the way everybody else does now without as much worry that the, as long as we have good people around us, that they're going to take it and twist it around. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And you know what? If you make the joke about yourself before the people that are making it in a more offensive way, if you make that joke first, it makes it harder for people to be able to hurt you. <laughs> yeah, it also it loses the power because then they're just repeating you and everyone's like, yeah, she already said it. They already said it. Yeah, exactly. He already said it. Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I love it. It's, it's definitely a new kind of power. Totally. Yeah. Okay. I found okay I'm, I'm gonna kind of quiz you and kind of make you be be a teacher to all of the listeners right now I found a lovely okay. glossary online of terms within the LGBTQ plus sphere I'm gonna say them okay. to you and I'm gonna see uh which ones you can define okay sounds good we are teaching the people here okay let's do this <laughs> we are I want to I want to first say that I'm not uh I'm not an expert on this, but I will do my best because I am a little bit knowledgeable at least. Yeah. First word, aromantic. Aromantic. So aromantic is basically not having any interest um, in like romance. Um, so that doesn't mean that they only like sexual relationships. Uh, it could just mean that they prefer platonic relationships like they don't want to have romance or sex it's different for everybody but it basically just means no romance 
Beautiful. Good answer. Oh, and by the way, everybody, I'm looking at all of these terms on the government website. So like, <laughs> it's easy for everyone to access. Our country even is giving you these terms. There's no excuse. Okay, next one. <laughs> asexual. Asexual is very similar to a romantic, um, which in you just you just don't like sex. You just don't like sexual relationships. Um, it's basically like the lack of, uh, you know, like attraction sexually to somebody else. Um, and like I said before, it's different for everybody, but um, it could mean that you prefer romantic relationships or platonic relationships. And as well as asexual is kind of like, you know, it can be lots of people refer to that as their sexual sexual orientation. Beautiful. Okay, next one. Bisexual. Represent. Bisexual. Um, so bisexual uh, kind of refers to the name. You're, you don't just like one gender. You're not just attractive to one gender. And well, it says, you know, it says bisexual. So this means sexual attraction. Um, so because it's bi, I kind of want to talk about this a little bit too. It means that you're attracted to both men and women. And uh, I guess, you know, that means that non-binary people are not really included in that uh, identification. And so I do consider myself bi, but um, yeah. You know, I, I think it's important to note that like all of these terms within the community, they're so differently defined by everybody. Um, with with my like, with my understanding of it and how I see it, by you know, by means two, and by while it says that definition on the government website, there's so many other definitions that basically just say, you know bisexual is being sexually attracted to both men and women mm -hmm. and um and i think that is yeah it has a lot to do with that binary gender um and yeah i i don't know if you this is not my topic of expertise but um i don't know if you've heard about neo pronouns i haven't yeah neo pronouns are are very cool um and like i said i i don't know very much about them because i am you know, I discovered them maybe half a year ago. I don't know. There's a lot of different ways to use them, but I would recommend uh, looking into neo pronouns if you want a little bit of education about it. Yeah, that's super interesting. We'll definitely do that. Yeah. Okay, let's do uh, the the big. Uh, uh, no, let's not do that one. This two. Oh, I don't even know. There, There is so many, and I think that it's beneficial for someone to just take, you know, half a day reading through them. Mm -hmm. There's so many, and it's just an easy way to be able to respect someone. Absolutely. And it's important to know how your language affects the people around you. Language is such a powerful tool that we have, and we're lucky even in English to have the they-them pronoun and be able to use it. So yeah, yeah, it's good for English-speaking people to look at maybe the history of how it has been used and how it's being used now and yeah just include include the people around you yeah exactly and you know what if there's someone out there that is like but please them that's plural uh you need to do some more research because it's been used in a singular sense 
for a very long time. All <laughs> very <the> time. <laughs> it drives me crazy whenever I see things written as like I don't even know in when they're looking if you're looking for a job or something there's like a job description and it's like the ideal candidate will do this or this he slash she will do whatever and I'm like just use they just just use they you don't need to put he slash she every single time (laughs) we have the pronoun use the pronoun exactly thank you for saying that Natalie (laughs) oh my goodness okay I am out of questions do you have any other um thoughts about I don't know being alive (laughs) being a young person alive alive. in this time (laughs) you know what I I do want to say that I think that our generation we're a bunch of punks yeah we're doing such great things we're advocating for such great topics we're advocating for human rights we use our voices to speak and I think it's so fucking cool to watch people finally step up and do what they should be doing yeah and who are connecting with each other to do it the internet they yeah rotting our brains but it's also connecting us it really is connecting us it's it's making us into for lack of better words an army and i think that we need to be really uh you know feared (laughs) (laughs) watch out we will vote differently than you (laughs) we will change the world (laughs) and we will capture it all on snapchat while we do it (laughs) watch my story (laughs) um where can people find your work or is there any work that they can look forward to seeing from you you know what right now i don't have any released work um but my instagram um if people want to look for it in the future my instagram is beta likes juicy fruit um i'm not going to explain that to you viewers (laughs) but um i will be posting things on my instagram um i'll be posting links i'll be posting short little videos maybe on my main instagram page too i plan to have my own youtube my own vimeo i will be on imdb eventually yeah you will so so I yeah, just look for me. I'm I'm Beta May. I'm Beta May Jethro, and I am going to be a name that you hear. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Thank you so much for coming on. This has been illuminating and <laughs> really fun. Really fun. I miss you, Nat. I hope to see you soon. Oh, you definitely will. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to another episode of Natter the Zillennial Podcast. I hope you have a fantastic week and rest of your month and all of that stuff. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye.